Once upon a time, there was a boy named Victor Crowley. Folks aren't too kind to Victor, so he stayed hidden in his daddy's house. <clears throat> Whoa. Huh. Are you all right? Whoa. Where was I? <laughs> Blacked out for a second. Oh, crap. It's attacker-sponsored hatchet commentary track on this episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attention, planet Earth and beyond. Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer Welcome to another episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. I am your host, Insane Mike, and this is episode 239. This is not like our normal show. This episode, will be, we will be doing a commentary track to the film Hatchet. This is an attacker-sponsored episode brought to you by Rod Hutchinson. Hey, Rod, how's it going? What's up, Hot Rod? Rodzilla, thank you. <laughs> Roddy, Rowdy, Rod. Uh, you tried. Yeah. As part, leave it to the professionals. To <laughs> Jeez. As part of the benefits of becoming an attacker, Rod got to pick the movie that we're going to do this commentary for. So, blame him. Uh-oh. And th- that is just one of the many perks that you. No, can- it isn't. Oh, that's right. Well, we, not anymore. He was the last one. He who was got the last one before we took that perk away. That perk is gone now. That's what you get for like snoozing for not getting to join the attackers sooner. But oh. it's okay because there are, are many other perks. So many more. Like what that you can choose from. Percocets. <laughs> the set of yeah. We will They're- send you drugs. There are all (laughs) kinds of stuff you can get when you become a supporter of the show. You can get your own membership card, certificate, sticker. Uh, There's bonus episodes, different video series, shout-outs on the show, uh, Mikey's Monsters, T-shirts, so much great stuff. Just go to jointheattackers.com and find the tier that you want to become an attacker today. That's jointheattackers.com. So this is a bit different, uh, a bit of a different episode compared to what we usually do here. Attack of the Killer podcast is a horror movie podcast where a group of friends get together, we pick a topic, we discuss movies within that topic. However, this show we are going to watch a movie, we're going to watch the movie Hatchet, and we'll be saying stuff, or as they call it in the film industry, a commentary. Here are the guys joining me for this. Yeah, where was the? Too late. Too late. All right. Here are the guys who are going to join us on this commentary track. The podcast crew. He had his picture taken with Kane Hodder, and his neck was sore for a week. Jason. Oh my God, that's so true. That's that guy. Whoa. Hey, uh, but seriously, yeah, he might be listening. I really did. It, it screwed up my whole weekend, damn near. He really choked you. Don't do it. I, I hear he doesn't do it anymore. I think, I wonder if he got in trouble or something. It's hard to believe he hasn't yet. It's hard to believe he got away with it for so long. Oh, I know. Anyway, thanks for listening for everybody. We appreciate you Tried being here. Tried to pop the head off my body, man. Mm-hmm. Did it to me. Next up, for part two, he will be recasted by Daniel Harris. Tad! <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> 
And lastly, he was frozen once. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, and it was probably I, a good story to go with it. I think I'll take one of those Percocets now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys excited for this? Oh, yeah. It's been a while since we've done a commentary. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since I've watched Hatchet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Andy's pretty thrilled, too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so now Shutter may not have Hatchet right now, but they do have Holliston Adam Green's sitcom. Right I've been watching it again. How many times is this? Well, since it's been on Shutter, um, at least three or four times because I want them to do a season three. Yeah. So if I keep clicking on it, I'm hoping they'll Just see. let it play while you're at work. Yeah. And oh, I, yeah. I should, ooh, good idea. <laughs> <clears throat> um. So you should definitely, everybody out there, check it out so we can get a season three. Uh, and you can do that by subscribing to Shudder, the streaming service some people call the Netflix for horror. I Wait say Netflix is the normie for uh, Shudder. I don't know. You would- <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome. This is going to be great. I'm on Norm- some perks, okay? <laughs> oh. yeah. Normflix. <laughs> Now, if you don't have Shudder already, you need to sign up now. You can get a month of Shudder for free thanks to us here at Attack of the Killer Podcast. It's so simple. Just enter our promo code AOTKP. I wrote it down wrong, so I almost said it wrong. And that will get you a free month of Shudder for free on us. Again, that promo code is AOTKP. <laughs> 10 years you still can't no right (laughs) jesus now before the main attraction here um we have some previews and coming attractions so here's tad with what we watched i'm excited for this week because i have some new movies to talk about, but I'm going to kick it over to Andy first. What have you watched? Okay. I got some, I got some goodies at the old video store. Um, first thing I want to start out with <laughs> is a video store. Yeah. Well, well, it's where they, where they sell videos. Uh, they, they still exist, huh. but, um, don't interrupt. Go. It's impolite, Mike. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He'll remember you said that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh it's a full moon picture, and since I love like Blink. really uh cheap uh sci early nineties sci-fi, you know, arena robot jocks, you know, shit like mm. that. And six six dream samurai is really good too, if you ever if you ever want to see that. But this is called Crash and Burn, and I think it's like oh, the yeah. spiritual sequel to uh Robot Jocks. And it's set in set in the future, and there's usually like a uh, it's like post apocalyptic. The only thing that I'm going to try and sell this, I mean, because the movie is kind of a piece of shit, but <laughs> it's you get to see Bill Mosley as basically kind of like the Terminator. He's an android that's like trying to kill people, and it's Bill Mosley. So nice. That's that's at least worth one watch, if you ask me. Uh, so I'll leave to that. Um, I also watched um, Takashi McKay's uh, Dead, Dead or Alive. Have you guys Ooh, heard of this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, 
basically <laughs> a very violent uh, cop uh, gangster drama with the weirdest goddamn batshit crazy ending I've ever seen in my life. That sounds like Takashi Miike. Um, basically, the you know that you know you got your your hero and your villain. They're trying to kill each other. They're flipping over in cars, you know, dynamite and grenades and shit. And one guy's arm gets blown off, and the other guy gets like you know shot in the stomach. And I'm gonna spoil this because I have to tell this because it's so fucking weird, you know. Because like, okay, I think they're just gonna kill each other, and that's gonna be the end. Okay, just a violent, you know, very, you know, shoot 'em up. The bad guy pulls like a fucking uh, glowing red orb, like a like a Hadoken, like out of his fucking stomach, right? And then launches it at the good guy, and the good guy who is already missing an arm, pulls out a goddamn bazooka from his back and shoots it as it's like, I'm not making this up. He shoots it. And when it hit, when, and when they collide in, you know, in, you know, they meet in the middle, they, they, it pans out and you see like a picture of Japan and, and Taiwan. And then like the whole fucking far Eastern landscape explodes. And that's the end of the movie. Dead or alive. And it's got like two fucking sequels. Yep. So like now I have to watch the other ones <laughs> to figure out how damn bad shit crazy they are. And I'm I it's not that I want to, it's that I have to. God damn it. I don't think there is such thing as a normal Takashi Miike movie. Yeah, it, it was just strange. I was just like I was I was I was up and I was okay up until the ending, and I'm just like, what the fuck did I just watch? And then you were rock hard. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Could could knock one out of Candlestick Park with this baby. Set the plate with <laughs> some bitch. Oh my goodness. Moving on, I watched the VHS uh, collecting documentary called Rewind This. Oh yes, and it's got I some, love that doc. And it's uh, it's actually really, really, really good. Uh, I think I I think I streamed it once on either Amazon or Shout Factory, but. Uh, the DVD's got a bunch of uh, special features on it, and cool. Basically, uh, they these people collect VHS and Beta because you know not everything made the jump to uh, you know DVD. So I mean, if you want to listen to some people talk about really you know obscure horror movies, or you know the fact that you know they want to watch Timmy the Tooth. Or whatever the fuck that dental thing was on, you know, which is, you know, you're not going to get it on DVD. Um, that's this is what these people collect. But uh, yeah, they got like there's some really cool collections in this. I mean, they oh yeah, they interview you know all sorts of people. Like I mean, Lloyd Kaufman, they they interview him and stuff like that. And I don't know if Joe Bob's in this or not, but uh, how jealous are you of those scenes where you see these guys just rummaging through giant video stores going out of business and they have like stacks of DVD or stacks of uh, VHS on the Yeah, and and they're getting like these big boxes of like the Prowler and shit which is just oh, like, big you know, boxes, man. Oh god damn it. <laughs> Sons of bitches, lucky bastards. And they're buying them for like, you know, pennies you know because yeah. i mean this documentary is like actually 10 years old yep. you know and every and since then everybody you know went ape shit for it and you know ev you know everybody thinks they've got gold and yeah it's 
really hard to come by some of these yeah. stuff that they're getting. Um, I also watched uh, Nobody with uh, me too. Uh, Bob Odenkirk again. O- Odenkirk. Uh, I goddamn love this movie. It's so fucking good. I. Yeah, I can't say enough good things about this, but I was so, so, so nervous. I was, because the back of my head, I was just like, don't you harm a hair. Yeah. Well, what little hair he has <laughs> on Christopher Lloyd's head. I was Aww, just like, that's yeah. one thing. Just like, you do not harm Christopher Lloyd in any movie. And if He's you do, fuck it. your movie. I don't care how good it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, you know, I will watch anything with Christopher Lloyd in it. And oh, yeah. just knowing Christopher Lloyd was a badass in this movie made it like even mm-hmm. 10 times better. Um loved loved uh um nobody. When this thing hits 88 miles per hour. Um <laughs> next thing I want to talk talk about and it's the last thing and then I'm done. I bought a copy of heavy metal parking lot. Tell me you guys have seen this. <gasps> yes, it's on Tubi. It's awesome. Guys and listeners, attackers, take I mean this this documentary is only 15 minutes long, but it is absolutely one of the coolest fucking things I've ever seen. Um it on the front cover of this DVD it says unintentionally hilarious, and it is. Um <laughs> It's these two guys. They uh, they work for a uh, cable uh, station back in the mid '80s, and what they did is they interviewed uh, people going to a Judas Priest concert at the Capitol Center back in 1986. It's freaking amazing! It's so oh hilarious. god, it's it's so damn funny because these 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 they're out there. Drinking beer, they're probably smoking dope, and the cops are out there too. And these people, a lot of these people are fucked up because they're getting revved up for this show. And just the stuff that they say and what comes out of their mouths is just so hilarious. Cause I mean, they're they they're uh, the typical metalheads out there to party. And just like I said, take 15 minutes out of your day to watch these crazy bastards because I love every single one of these people in this documentary. If you would take all the characters that are in this documentary and write them into a movie and make that movie, you would think that these are extreme cartoony caricatures of heavy metal fans, but they're real freaking people. This is how they really talk and act. And you got that one creepy guy with the highly underaged girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, and the thing is, on this DVD, they they go back and they revisit that, and they and they talk to him about that. He goes, "Yeah, she's just a friend. She's got like kids now, and yeah, he's like he's twenty years old. She's thirteen, and he's just like he's kissing on her and stuff. And they have a, this one guy. His name is they call him Zebra Man, and he's like a favorite of like all of them because he's 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 like hammered, and he's like in this zebra print like metal, you know, with the spandex and shit." And he's just like, fuck that punk shit, fuck Madonna, F, 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 and F. <laughs> they go back and find him 15 years later, and he's living in this posh neighborhood. He drives uh, a BMW. Of course. He's got, ki- he's got kids, you know, and he's he's kind of like a little bit embarrassed by it, you know, but he's the <laughs> fact that everybody's calling him Zebra Man, he kind of just, <laughs> he's chuckling, you know, because he's like in his late 40s now. <laughs> 
And he's just like, yeah, but he goes, yeah, we brought you a couple copies of Heavy Metal Parking. He's like, oh, yeah, I heard about that a couple years ago. He's like, yeah, everybody calls you Zebra, man. You're like one of the favorites. And he's, he starts laughing. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the, the obscenities that comes out of it. I mean, a lot of them did, like, really, really well. But you get the idea with some of the people that, you know, that they interview are, you know, either in jail or, you know, or or worse uh there's like there's a guy in particular guy one guy in particular his name's graham he's just like oh your name's graham he's like yeah man like a fucking grandma dope you know (laughs) (laughs) it's just like okay um but yes i mean and the special features on the dvd are 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 awesome as well um these are the these guys also did um Harry Potter parking lot where these, <laughs> yeah and it's on the DVD yes. they do Harry Potter they do Harry Potter uh parking lot where JK Rowling is doing a book signing and oh, they they're no. interviewing all these kids oh my goodness and they also do Neil Diamond parking lot <laughs> yes <laughs> and they interview they're they're like there's like literally like maybe one or two guys in this thing and it's all like middle-aged women and I'm it's just <laughs> yeah um but yes i mean you'll probably you could probably even see it on youtube but but it'll, but it'll be like a bootleg of a bootleg of a bootleg <laughs> of a bootleg um but the go if you if you buy the dvd they go, they talk about the capitol center and they show how it was torn down and everything but um and they have like these other judas priest fans who's got uh he he's he also they also do a special feature called Heavy Metal Basement and this guy's like the biggest Judas Priest fan you've ever seen but I'll quit talking about it but I can't uh stress <laughs> more that you guys should see this uh uh documentary Heavy Metal Parking Lot and sorry that's probably the longest one I've ever gave but uh I'll pass it on I think you talked longer about Heavy Metal Parking Lot than the actual movie Heavy Metal Parking Lot <laughs> hey Jason, yeah. what movies do you want to explain in great detail? Oh well, it's not going to be Killer Sofa. Oh, I, for- I didn't even add that to my I, letterbox. Uh, I'm a little embarrassed. I forget about it sometimes. I, you know, here's the thing. I it, don't tell Brian Godsell I said this, but he's probably listening. No, not just well. He, it wasn't that bad. Oh no, it's actually better. It than really I was way better than I thought it was going to be. For as dumb a concept as it is, obviously, but that sounds like an amazing concept, right? And that's how we're different. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it wasn't too bad. It's on Amazon Prime. You can check it out. It's it's not bad. Um, I too watched Nobody Again. That was just uh, Tina just clicked on it, and I'm like, because I think I watched it when she was sleeping. So then she clicked on it, maybe not knowing I'd seen it. But I was like, hell yeah, I'll watch it again. This movie rules, and it was still awesome. Um, I watched uh, Tenant. I finally checked that out. Uh, that was a lot of fun, and you know, it was fun. I, you thought that was fun? I did. It. I mean, I in general, I don't. Which part of the the boring gray <laughs> backdrops? Uh, a plane slowly at at zero miles per hour running into a building. Um, the confusing as hell plot points. Out. The dialogue you could not understand. Which part of those were? Which one of those was fun? I'm not saying it was. The best movie ever. No, right? it was good. I'm not saying it's, I'm arguing that it was not no, I, fun. 
It was fun because it was um, it was uh, it was action packed. It was action filled. Well, is that <laughs> that's a little softer. Um, I uh, it was hard on the brain, so it was a challenge. Um, you know, I by in general, I do hate. Uh, time travel stuff, almost yeah, can every you, single you, bit of let's it. Let's hear you explain it like Andy just explained heavy metal parking. Not going to happen because I can't. <laughs> but, but it wasn't, uh, yeah. I I don't, I don't know. know what the fuck happened in it, and I walked <laughs> And I, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the action, and, it, and I'm not sure that I loved the main character's acting, or maybe it was just his voice. I don't know, but. But I, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know about you. Maybe not. Maybe I'm alone on this one. But I, I sometimes I like movies that hurt my brain. Um, you know that it just uh, is challenging. Or like this guy is yeah. clearly. We sit there and have to think about it for two hours afterwards on what, oh, yeah. what you just watched. I love doing. I love those kind of movies. It depends. If they, if they call it Tenet Parking Lot, I might watch. It. <laughs> See. <laughs> I'll, I'll do a special edit for you. And, uh, Unfortunately, no one was in the parking lot waiting to see Tenet. So. No. Uh, oh. That's true, though, sadly. Well, it, but there's this they other... They put it out too soon. They probably did. But, you know, like, sure, all those things you said are true, and it's confusing. But, like, at the same time I'm watching it, I'm like, I, I don't know. There's something I, I really enjoy, someone taking a risk, doing some world building, and he's like, this guy's... Clear, you know, the director, or was it Chris Nolan wrote, directed it? So oh, it yeah. So, like, here's clearly a person with with a big brain that did this thing and, and like, clearly took risks and is going to pay for it, obviously, probably. But, like, he did, you know, he, did, he, he, he risked it. I think he just laid it out there and tried to invent this, I don't know, it's it far out, you know, and I, I mean, I appreciate that and... So, you know, I tried my best to hang on, and I, I mean, I think I followed it okay, but, man, it definitely doesn't mean that I wasn't confused for half of it, but it's all right. It's all right. You should watch it. I'm not it. saying it's a bad movie. I'm yeah. just saying it was very well made. The visual effects but are astonishing. It wasn't like fun the, for you. Gotcha. It's just, yeah. It was like a chore. I, it was a chore. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's one of those, like Mike said, yeah. that you think about for two hours. No, that's the one I jump on the internet immediately after and go, what, what? the fuck was yeah. Tenet? Explain this to me, please, somebody. Yeah. And then lastly, I wished I wished just once you guys would have told me that Dark Side of the Ring was good because I finally <laughs> if, just, only. if only once you would have brought it up and and gave me some kind of clue that it was good. But if I, only Andy and I had started our own <laughs> sub podcast on this podcast about yeah, it. Yeah. Only, <laughs> only for seventeen weeks straight now it's been a subtopic. But I finally clicked on that. Uh, watch the first two episodes. Where, where's it streaming? Uh, Hulu. Sweet. Yeah, it's all on Hulu. That's good. I can recommend it to people now. Now, are you are you watching season three, or are you just getting started? Oh, I just got started. Uh, so I okay. just watched the first two episodes: uh, Macho Man and the Montreal Screwover. Screw job. Screw job. That's what it yep. was. And uh, so yeah, I think it's six episodes, and then they only have season two, ten episodes, I think. They don't have season three on there yet. I, I so. believe the Vice app, if you have a oh, cable provider, sense. you can use their the Vice app, but you have to have log in with a cable provider. God damn, guys, this was good. I yes, loved it. So well I made. Loved it. I had yeah, the the Von Erickson, Gino Hernandez. I recommend those too. Oh, I'll watch the, every single one. Watch all of them. Yeah, I'll just watch, watch all of them. Yeah. I, I didn't know. They are, 
Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just like, they're in You've like. You've had I think your they're... years of talking about this mo- show. <laughs> right. Um, I want to turn. The thing, is, the thing is, I think they're in mid break of yeah. Yeah. season three. Okay. Yeah. So there's more episodes coming. That's awesome. I just, I've never really. I mean, I'll admit that I like, I used to watch pro wrestling. It was a great bonding thing that I had with my dad growing up and I love all that old wrestling and I didn't mean I haven't I don't watch it anymore and or anything but my goodness it was just great it was just great it's crazy yeah to me these stories like looking back at such an industry that brought so many people joy and was so innocent and the guys oiled up guys um, pretending to fight has like the fucking darkest stuff going on behind the curtain. I mean, just, yeah. Oh yeah. So many things. And then that's, that's what a good documentary does. It sheds the light on things. And so wait till you get to that Benoit episode. (laughs) It's a two parter, isn't it? I look at it a little bit. Brace for impact, man. That's a tough one. Well, yeah, if you would have warned me that this show was good, (laughs) I'd have checked it out sooner, but anyway, that's what I watched. All right, Mikey. Uh, what have you watched? Okay, uh, first one, I'll get knocked out of the way. Oh, God. Seriously, no pun intended. I uh, <laughs> I found on DVD at a, at a uh, pawn shop um, the 1990 Dana, Car- Dana Carvey vehicle Opportunity Knox. Um, I hadn't seen that since, like, 1990, I think. <laughs> and, oh, man, do I – oh, how I miss – they just don't make comedies like this anymore. You know, crappy comedies – from the late 80s, early 90s, uh, with some cast member of Saturday Night Live or whatever trying to jumpstart a movie career that they think people think he could be a leading man. And it's just so great because by the end of this movie, I was like, it's just, it's typical of comedies of that time period where you get this outrageous plot and it's just tied up into a happy bow at the end. But. Basically, Dana Carvey is this con artist. Um, he finds out that uh, or he's he's kind of wanted by these hitmen, by this gangster. So he hides out in this house that he knows that is vacant because the owner is on vacation, and uh, his the owner's family thinks that he's this best friend of the guy that's supposed to house sit, and hilarity ensues. Uh, I also I also watched. Um, I can save more of what I want to say when it's Tad's turn. Turn I guess, but I also watched Fear Street 1994, and yes. and loved it. I can't. I'm already like super stoked for the second one. I cannot wait. It was so, re- really. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm just saying it's really really good. Yeah. Well, I was going to explain because I know like Jason, he doesn't know what this is about. So if you're if you're somehow listening to this and you have not, you don't know about these. Um, Netflix created a trilogy of throwback horror movies based on the young adult R.L. Stein books. R.L. Stein wrote the Goosebump books in the 90s, and then he wrote a series of young adult books that are more um, more grown up, like not for kids, more, uh, more I guess. Yeah, yeah, more uh, blood and guts and more serious tone. Um, so Netflix is they've actually shot three movies um, and there is a trilogy and they all tie in together in 1994, 1978. And I think like 1666. Um, and they're very, the first one 
and we can just start talking about it now. Okay. I mean, okay. uh, since you brought it up first, I it's uh, it has a huge list of of fantastic uh, producers, including mm-hmm. um, who we just did a podcast on. Um, Adam Wingard is a producer on this, um, directed by Lee Janik. Uh, not someone I recognize, but this I, I had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely um, like it feels like Netflix um is missing stranger things like they're like shit we have a year <laughs> off stranger things so let's yeah. make a scream stranger yep. things mashup movie i mean from the get-go b dalton um a million 90 ref- 90s references oh, God, yeah. the the needle drops in this are 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 distracting to be quite honest <laughs> they play 10 seconds of every goddamn song that was released from 94 to 97 <laughs> with no no reason no reason just yep. to fit it in the music budget alone on this fucking one part of three movies has to be a Christopher Nolan movie i mean <laughs> unless they just bought an entire catalog from like warner or something it's just or uh, it's just uh, unbelievable the amount of needle drops they do. And this is distracting. It's like, Oh, a kid's taking a shit. Let's play the pixies. And then yeah. he goes and looks in the mirror and they're playing smashing pumpkins. Then he goes and washes his hands and they're playing garbage. It's like, what's going on? Why is this? We know it's the nineties. Calm down with it. You know, they, they spent all the music licensing for this one. Cause they knew they wouldn't have to spend any on part three. <laughs> yeah. 1668. Yeah. It's all just like, uh, like windy <laughs> organs and, <laughs> So but, basically, uh, it's a it's a now what that's what I call music infomercial. You know? <laughs> but don't let that distract, like don't let that pull you or dissuade you from watching because it is a blast. It's clearly yeah. made for a younger audience. I think. Like, did you watch this with Simon? Because I think he might dig this. No, but I plan on showing it to him. Uh, Brandy and I watched it just last night, actually. And it has some pretty mean kills in it, but yeah. overall, it's very slick, very neon colors. Um, there's a B. Dalton throw uh, reference right at the beginning with Maya Hawk, which is really cool. Um, oh, cool. These are this fun, man. It's a it's a very clean, squeaky clean. It reminded me a lot of Scream in that it references other horror movies. It clearly um, wears this badge on its sleeve, like it knows its influences. Uh, but um, I, I, it's what's crazy about this, and and this is like a whole different topic. Is like the the power Netflix has. If this came out on Hulu or anywhere else, people wouldn't be talking about it. But it's a huge thing amongst like like horror fans and just general public. I, I was at Target Saturday, ran into like a, a girl that was good friends with my sister growing up, and she's like, "Did you see that 1994 movie on Netflix?" And this was Saturday, a day after it came out, and I'm <laughs> like. Yeah, I watched it last night. And she goes, "Oh, me and the kids all watched it. That was so much fun." It's like she doesn't. She's not on the movie. You know, she she doesn't care about movies. She never goes to theater. She's not doesn't have her hand on the pulse of of what's popular. But it's on Netflix, so people are gonna watch it. And that just to me showed the power of Netflix. Like this is gonna be something that everybody watches, and it feels like the hardcore f- horror fans have to hate it because it's so mainstream. And and then they uh. I've seen, you know, a lot of other just normal viewers are like, this is fun. And to me, it's just fun. It's, it's don't go in expecting, you know, and an, an, the next big thing, but it's a whole lot of fun. Um, it, it is a lot of fun. And I feel like, you know, comparing this with like Stranger Things or maybe something along the lines of like Goosebumps, where it's more of a, um, a, a, a horror film made for like a younger audience, kind of a, a, a teeny audience, but still, I, th- feel like it delivers for the horror fans because oh lots of good gore lots of great gore but you're falling most of most of these you know the kids on bike genre most of the time (laughs) you know you're following these kids around whether they're you know 
you know, grade school, middle school, high school, and in this case, high school, you're following the core group around through the entire movie as they're trying to figure things out and get away and whatnot. But in this one, like things happen to some of these core core kids that I was not expecting. Expecting because yeah, you get comfortable in that that uh, gonna be a happy cliche. Ending, yeah. yeah, exactly. So that was cool. Um, that whole, you talked about, uh, scream, that whole opening kill scene, according to IMDb, they were literally referencing scream with that oh, whole yeah. mall scene. As, and I even thought that at the time before I looked at it in IMDb, when he comes up behind her to stab her running, running uh, through the food court. Um, I'm like, that looks like it's just that, that shot, it was stolen straight out of scream. And that's what IMDb said. It's like, they, oh, yeah. they, um, they copied that shot from scream. So yeah, definitely a lot of scream influence in there. Definitely a lot of Stranger Things influence. It made, in there. It made me think a little bit of like the Happy Death Day movies. Like it's yeah. it's like very cool, but still modern. But also like it, it didn't. To be honest, their like clothing and stuff didn't make me think of '90s at all. They it felt very modern, but the music drops. It was I don't know. That was my only sort of thing. Was like if you want this to be in the '90s, make it look like the '90s. Don't just be like <laughs> yeah. it's a B Dalton and here's the Pixies. You know, okay, that doesn't make it the '90s. They don't look like they're in the '90s, but mm-hmm. um. It's still, yeah, it's a blast. I, I loved it. It has it has three killers in it, which is really cool. Uh, but I won't spoil anything else. It's a lot of fun. Go check it out. Uh, like, how much freaking 60s and 70s music are we going to be forced to listen to in part two? Well, I've seen a lot of people, again, it's, it's being um, run through with a fine-tooth comb like any horror movie, but people are like, well, technically, the Trey Boucher font didn't come out until oh, '96, and he's using that in an AOL chat room, which was didn't come out till 1995. <laughs> oh, and uh, this song by the Pixies was released at the end of '94. And uh, unless this is winter, which it doesn't look like winter, this is inaccurate. Oh, like, can you just fucking like things? Yeah, exactly. Right? Internet. Exactly. What got What's got me so excited about about following the rest of this? I I, I love the direction where this story is going as a franchise, as a trilogy, because I'm like, how it ends on a cliffhanger in 1994, yet the next movie takes place in the seventies. So how is this all going to tie together? And it's great that it's leaving me guessing. And what's really cool is because of the modern day of streaming, this comes out Friday and then the next one comes out the following Friday. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> well, that's good, I guess. Three weeks apart. So really, a lot of people I've also been seeing say it's it feels just like a series that they just didn't like put episode breaks in between. So this is just like three ep- three half-hour episodes, and then next week would be another three, like the middle of the season and the end of the season. But uh, I think it's cool that they're dropping like one Friday, then the next Friday, like three weeks in a row, so you don't have to wait. But it also says a lot about our sort of ADD generation where we're like, we yeah. want things now. We want to binge everything now. Yeah, and probably a lot of people out there are like, oh, week's too long. And here I'm thinking, I'm having to wait like six months to a year for the next one, and I'm okay with that. But no, just week by week. Okay. Yep, two two more days until the next one comes out. Okay, so the last one I watched um, is a movie, uh, a found footage movie from 2018 called Followed. Uh, Brandy and I have found a lot of found footage movies, uh, just like all these unknown found footage movies on Tubi. So we've been um, digging that. Uh, this one is about a social media guy who calls himself Drop the Mic, um, and he's like out for um, thrills and stardom through his 
um, channel. Uh, so for Halloween, he takes his crew to what is supposed to be one of the most haunted house, haunted hotels in the world. And the hotel is totally a stand-in for the Cecil Hotel from that documentary, Vanishing at the at the Cecil Hotel. It, it's totally that, but it it's really cool. It's really good. I really liked it. It's got a uh, interesting story. A little disappointed in the very very end of the movie, uh, as far as like it. it it uh, I don't know if it, the final final ending just didn't deliver on how much the first half of the movie delivered. So, um, but uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend checking it out. It's called Followed. That's what I watched. Sweet. And where's that? Where's that streaming at? Tubi. Okay, of course. That's like where you live. Uh, pretty uh-huh. much. It's all I freaking do is just watch Tubi. Or not Tubi. <laughs> Dad, what'd you watch? I watched it quite a bit, and uh, some of it I'm just going to blaze through. I watched Scanners, um, classic David Cronenberg. Really cool. I've, I've been trying to keep up with the um, Gorley and Rutz podcast and uh, watching uh, everything re- or rewatching things as they go along so I can be fresh on it. Um, and that was a fun episode. So um, that's on HBO Max. Um, we watched The Sitter because we were sort of looking for something nice. like silly comedy with uh, Jonah Hill. And uh, then that prompted us like Nikki hadn't seen uh, Adventures in Babysitting in forever. So I was like, hey, we should watch that right after. And we did sort of a fun comparison because they're very similar. Um, of course, I watched uh, Fear Street Part 1, which you just talked about. But I have two new horror movies I watched for the, uh, I guess you could say, the end of the year list that I'm very excited to talk about. Uh, the first one, I went and saw The Forever Purge in the theaters. Um, at anyone on this uh, podcast, I would say I'm probably the biggest Purge fan. I love The Purge. I am I will defend The Purge to everybody who... Uh, I'm surprised by how many horror fans don't like it. I was... Uh, yeah. Huh. It surprises me, the, the franchise. I adore it. I love all of them. Even the worst one is still a good uh, watch. But I, I was going into this one sort of... Uh, pessimistic the trailers really turned me off because it lo- it's like western and it didn't really look like purge at all um i was really blown away i was pleasantly surprised uh i won't give away too much of the story but as you know the um creator of the purge the the, the franchise he's back uh writing this one and he's amazing at putting his hand on the pulse of politics, like current politics. Um, but as Brian Clark would say, he never really goes full bore into, it. I think him and Mike both have said like they wish they would, he would just sort of push full into it. But, um, I'm, I could not find where, when they filmed this, because if they film this, I, from what I understand, this was supposed to come out, um, about this time last year. And if they had already filmed it and finished it, Um, we should be asking the writer how he's predicting the future because um, (laughs) this this movie is like the sort of take on like the capital insurrection as if. Wow. So so basically the plot of this movie is without spoiling too much, because this is the, the basic plot. There's a whole lot more to it, but basically the purge ends and these white supremacist groups band together online and create the forever purge. So they don't stop purging when the sirens end. Um, so they take, take advantage of people's um, like, uh, what would you say? Their, um, their trust, trust in the system. Yeah. Like the, the people think that the purge is over, they're free. They go out and they're met with these radical white supremacist groups who want to cleanse the U S of anybody, but white people. Um, 
and I the whole time, and I, I won't get too political on here, but um, it, the whole time I'm just thinking like this is the the capital insurrection, like these mm. these people who think that the law does not apply to them, and they they uh, and I, I'm just the whole time I'm just thinking like when was this made? Because like I said, <laughs> if if this was somehow made before then, like holy shit, we need to talk to him and figure out what's happening next because it's it's is really good, and and the ir- irony is that um to help with this because these people are overpowering our own government military um canada and mexico opened their borders to americans so these people are rush, rushing to get to mexico the same people who were like you know like the deck the day before we need to close our borders and not let illegals come in now they're fleeing to mexico hmm. um but it's really really good um really tense really exciting um great performances i really really enjoyed it it was fresh and new being set in texas it gave it that western feel um i love that they can sort of transcend genres like you know one can be sort of spooky in the city this one's in the in the middle of the desert of texas um yeah just a a really cool uh take on the story and i've heard that he has a new idea so there's another one at least one more coming sweet Um, awesome yeah, just keep them coming. I love the show. I love all the movies. I'll do. I'll. I'll be the forever purge. Just keep making them. Yep, same here. Um, love them. And then the uh, next movie I saw was another awesome new release called Till Death, starring Megan Fox. Um, have any of you guys heard of this? I just saw uh-uh. the trailer for it today. I saw that uh, this was recommended. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on his actual name, but he goes by Freddy in space. He writes for Bloody Disgusting. Um, God, I'm an idiot. But uh, he said this was a blast, really fun. Check it out. Um, I didn't watch any trailers, any, didn't read anything about it. I went into it. Um, all I will say, and this nece- this isn't necessarily a spoiler, but it's a way to sell it. Um, the whole movie is Megan Fox handcuffed to her dead husband's corpse. Oh, nice. <laughs> and her trying to figure out this horrible situation she's in. Um. I won't tell you how that yeah. happened or what happens after that, but that's, that's on the poster, like the picture of them. So, um, I, I, I sort of went in thinking this would be like a horror comedy. I would not say there's a moment of joy in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. so be forewarned that there's not any laughs. It's dark and dreadful. Um, it has, I believe, Oh, who is it? Um, the guy that's in, I, I'm bad with actors names. Uh, that's in reservoir dogs, Tim Roth, right? Oh, cool. Yeah. It has his son in it, and he looks just like him. <laughs> nice. Oh, wow. And he really sort of um, almost plays off that role. Like, he plays a very Tim Roth-type character of, like, a lunatic, but he also is a little sensitive. Um, but, yeah, this one is a blast. Uh, it's on VOD and, and, and limited theaters, um, but I, I'm sure it will, you know, it, it's only, like, I think, like, three or four bucks to rent on Amazon, so I took the plunge based on John Squires. That's his name. That's recommendation. Yeah. And, uh yeah, definitely worth watching for the couple, like three or four bucks. It's it's really awesome. Megan Fox uh, is great in it. It's it was like so intense. It was making Nikki nervous. She's like, I don't. She, we're watching. She's like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. <laughs> uh, very tense. But yeah, check that out. Till death on uh, wherever you watch movies. That's what I watch. Bad with names, my I, ass guy who always wins at Insane's games <laughs> on the bonus yeah. episodes. I can I get. Also- the, I can get the uh, character's name for some reason, but the actors are drawing a blank on. I also want to add that I watched uh, for the first time podcast, uh, The Eyes of Laura Mars. That was a good episode, guys. Thank you. 
Yeah, I forgot to I forgot to mention that. And I really I really enjoyed that movie. Actually, it was a uh, very uh, like I, I believe we called it uh, cocaine chic <laughs> sort of uh, you know seventies American uh, giallo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I also watched. We binged um, yesterday. We binged. I think you should leave season two with Tim Robinson. The funniest fucking show to ever exist. Um, that's on Netflix. Uh, been waiting for season two forever. If you have not seen that, uh, hit pause on this and go watch it right now. <laughs> okay, I'll be back. <laughs> hey, get back over here. Uh, hey, uh, while I got your attention, do you do you like to read? Yeah, me too. You fucking liar. That's not. I love reading. It's so fun. And I'll tell you about this. Let me tell you about this awesome book. It's called Iowa Grindhouse. It's by author Brett Royer. It's a double feature, if you will. It's got two stories in it. First one's called Mill Dam Road. A group of friends on their way to a graduation party become stranded on Mill Dam Road. On their quest to find help, they stumble on a house haunted by the memories of one of their own. Will they survive through the night? The, sec- the second story is called The Litter Monster of Lake Geode. A new nightmare has been released onto Geode State Park, one of our own making. A monster made up entirely of littered trash terrorizes the park, killing anybody that litters. Now a couple DNR rangers must team up with a hippie girl to stop the monster before it reaches the edge of the park and makes it to town. That sounds pretty awesome, right? Yeah. Totally. Well, you Jason, can- read all, Jason read all that, and now he's sweating profusely. Don't. He's a, I want to see this. I was going to say, I want this guy to fight the guy from Garbage Day and you're short. <laughs> I know. These two garbage monsters to, to fight. Yeah, yeah I want to see the two garbage creatures fight in a sequel. Yes. We'll Shared have those universe. two write it. That'd be great. Garbage Day. You can find <laughs> Iowa Grindhouse on Amazon in their Kindle or paperback. Either way you want it, you can get it. You just Or... Sorry, if you're if you're near Burlington, stop by Burlington by the book and get a signed copy. Absolutely. So just search for the author Brett Royer. That's B R E T R O Y E R. That's B R E T R O Y E R. Yeah, fuck the second T. Right. And check out this double feature of scary stories to make you scream. <laughs> or you could just omit that T, you know. <laughs> No, fuck it. <laughs> it's unnecessary. <laughs> Why do I have two D's in my name? I don't need it. Second one, stupid. Um. So normally, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this? <laughs> normally, we make you turn off your cell phones before the movie starts. But in this case, it's okay because it's time to get on Twitter and vote. Here's Jason with pole position. Now on, like your parents were, you are the secret force of pole position. All right, time for pole position. Let's look back at episode, uh, the poll for episode 237. The question was, what is your who or what is your favorite movie witch? Remember your answers? Insane Mike was... Which witch? Which witch? Mm-hmm. Insane Mike picked Princess Azavaja from Black Sunday. That's not how you pronounce it. How do you pronounce it, Mike? Well, who's next? Jason with Witch in the Wood from <laughs> The Witch. Tad picked Helena Marcos from Suspiria. Suspiria. And Andy picked Suspiria. Jane Sand- Doe. Sandwich. <laughs> 
from the autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh my gosh, the results. I won. You totally think you won this one? I know I won. I win all of them. Yeah. Well, I hate to <laughs> tell you this, buddy, but you got zero votes. The hell? Zero. <laughs> That's bull crap. I know. Oh, it's because... Oh, all you people out there think, oh, she's not really a witch. She's if like I, a vampire. No, she's a witch. If only you learned how to pronounce it, that people might have known. Princess Nukunukumunama. Yeah, see? <laughs> they didn't know who to pick. Well, they didn't really like Tad's much more. He got no. 20% of the votes. To be fair, it was a bit confusing because I meant... Marcos from the original Suspiria, and it was put as a remake on there, but I won't contest it. Uh huh. <laughs> I didn't see the her name in the credits for the original. That's why I didn't put that. Anyway, I don't think that matters. No. But uh, let's say the winner two weeks in a row, Andy. Fifty percent of the vote was a good answer. It was a great fucking answer. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, good job. All right, well, let's get into the pole position for this episode. The question is, what is your favorite Adam Green film? Insane Mike, you're a fan. I am a fan of Adam Green. I love his stuff. And I'd have to say probably one of my favorites, especially right now since I'm apparently on a found footage kick. Apparently. I'm going with his fake documentary, Digging Up the Marrow. So good. Great. Well, and any, why do you like it? Well, any well, first of all, anytime you got Ray Wise, um, you I will watch anything with that guy with that man, Leland He's, Palmer. He yep. is an awesome, beautiful man. Um, <laughs> Skin of gold. Yes, you get to see Adam Green attempt some acting. That's always fun. <laughs> uh, again, the whole documentary thing's cool. I love the monster designs. In this, even though you don't really see a lot of the monsters, which is great because you get these crazy looking monsters and then not really get to see them much. So a lot of it's still left to your imagination. And I think it's executed beautifully. So Digging Up the Marrow is the best Adam Green movie. All right. Well, I don't know about that because I think my answer is the best Adam Green movie. Talk about throwbacks referencing last week's bonus episode. My pick, my favorite, is Chillerama. Ooh, that is a good one. It is. Yeah, there's so, I mean, there's so many good, it's an anthology, so there's lots of things to like in it, and it's Were just- Were you a teenage werebear, Jason? I can't admit that. My lawyer says I can't say, but- <laughs> Honestly, that's my least favorite of the whole movie, is yeah, the werebear one. Um, yeah, yeah, I love it. It's uh, clearly the best one, but we'll let these guys go too. Tad, what's your favorite? I have to go with Frozen. Um, yeah, that you one swooped is, in really fast on that one. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I, it's it's one of my most rewatchable ones. Like yeah. I, it, when you guys it's started good. commenting, I sort of re- started just like, oh shit, he does. Like he, I sort of just think of him as the guy who did the Hatchet movies, and then. Like when he said to get the marrow, I was like, oh shit, I forgot that. And then completely forgot Chillerama. Like, he has a lot of great movies, but uh, this mm-hmm. one to me is just brutal. It just makes me squirm. Um, it's fun to show people for the first time and make them squirm. Uh, it's super tense. To me, it's one, like, as far as filmmaking, probably, like, to me, mm. his best. I don't know. Storytelling. You haven't gone skiing since. And not that I ever would. Oh, I, yeah. I would never get on a ski lift <laughs> before then and won't now. But, uh, 
Yeah. Pretty good pick. Andrew. My Will he change favorite. his answer again, folks? We no, got, we got no, bets going no. on over here. Uh, with you. <laughs> I, I did change my uh, answer on the Facebook feed, but I'm sticking with this one, and it's Tales from Halloween. Yeah. And I am a little bit biased because I saw this at the premiere at a film festival, and Neil Marshall and, and Adam Green actually introduced this film. Oh, cool. And Danielle and I were you know, getting ready to watch it. And, uh, there were two seats left and Neil Marshall and Adam green plopped down right beside me. So I got, I got to watch it with them, which was, did you offer him popcorn? Uh, no, I did not. I I did not. I didn't have any, (laughs) I just, yeah, it it would have been just, you know, you know, no disguising of the, you know, the (laughs) the popcorn. Oh man. It would just, it just would have been right there. Um, probably wouldn't let you, you couldn't but, fart yeah. during the movie. That must have sucked for you. I was actually, you know, I was Farting actually, it was like yeah. the most, yeah, <laughs> I was actually, um, pretty nervous watching it, you know, because my, in the back of my head, I hear like, you know, that Tom Savini sound bit, you know, it's like, he doesn't actually watch the movie. He watches the people's reaction to the movie. So every now and then I'd be like side eyeing like Neil Marshall <laughs> to, to see if he was watching me watch the movie. He's throwing popcorn um, in the air, la- rolling on the yeah. floor, laughing at the funny parts. Like, dude, you're overdoing <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's the skits in that movie, uh, in in tales from halloween like saturday the 31st which is just absolutely hysterical you know with a little alien going you know trick or tweet you know <laughs> which you know my wife absolutely loved my wife. um definitely definitely uh tales from halloween my pick i need to rewatch that i've only seen it the once and uh well me mike and jason actually got to watch victor crowley with adam green yeah Oh, nice. Sure did. Introduced it, did a little Q&A. It was pretty great. So we've all watched a movie of yes. Adam Green's with Adam Green. That's pretty... <laughs> how many podcasts that's, can say that? Probably a lot. Yeah, that's but, pretty uh, rare. Because <laughs> we're true fans of his films. You'll find that out later in the episode. <laughs> no, I uh, I hold like Frozen dear to me because I remember visiting my brother in Minnesota and we went to Amoeba Records, I think. Or no, it was... Uh, oh, now I'm drawing... A, Electric uh, Fetus, yep. which is where... Uh, Prince used to go. That was like his record shop. And they had a copy of Frozen and there was a post-it note on the front and it said, not the Disney one in all caps. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, of course, we played Victor Crowley on the Victor Crowley Roadshow, which was like one of my proudest moments at the Capitol to be able to to premiere it there in the Midwest, like the only Iowa screening. And that was yeah. a blast. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I love, you know, just I have like connections to almost all of his movies in some way or another. So. Uh, I didn't realize until we were discussing this pole position how much I really like Adam Green. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep, for sure. All right, well, everybody, get your butts over to Twitter. That's at A-O-T-K-P. Get your votes in. Who got the best pick? Who do you agree with? And that is pole position. It is time. Get your DVDs and our Blu-rays ready because we are all going to sit down together Snuggle up on the couch and watch Adam Green's now classic film that became a franchise, the original Hatchet. Andy has it on VHS. Dust off them laser discs. <laughs> so, if you want, if you're going to watch along with us, um, we have the movie 
paused right before the black and white Anchor Bay logo that pops up. Um, we'll count down from three. I'll say hit play, and then we'll get started. So here we go. Three, two, one, play. And we're off. This movie's in black and white. No, silly. I don't remember that. Anchor Bay used to distribute everything. Everything. Anchor Bay was amazing back in the day. It's like, what happened to them? Well, they were bought out by stars. That was one of the downfalls of Anchor Bay, but... Like, they're not even the thing. Like, if you were to say Anchor Bay to any horror fan, you know, 10 years ago, everybody know what you're talking about. Now it's like you have to say, you know, Shout Factory or... Synapse or Vinegar Syndrome yeah. or anybody but Anchor Bay. Blue yep. Underground. Arrow. We're just naming stuff. That's cool. Boat. Do you, is there many swamp horror movies? Before this, Swamp Thing, yeah. yeah. That's more of a superhero movie. Humanoids from the Deep. True, true. That guy's got a neat profile. Is this, uh... I'm bad, I'm not going to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Now he was in... Ready! The other guy, he was in uh, uh, Blair Witch, wasn't he? Josh. Yeah. Oh, is that Josh? Oh, yeah. is it? Or the other Mike? That's Mikey. Oh yeah, Mike. Yeah. But is it? Yeah. For real? Nice. It has to be. Look at it him. Have to be. Nobody makes that rule. It has to be him. <laughs> if it's on a swamp, you know it's the guy from Blair Witch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a guy in a boat. It's probably Freddy. Right. No. Nope. He's known for his um, fishing. <laughs> his boat work. <laughs> Is spitting out of a tobacco pipe. I, that flannel looks so warm, though. It's like corduroy flannel. Oh, yeah. Or is that a vest over his flannel? I think, yeah, it's a vest. It's a fishing vest. This is going to be a mostly fashion-centric commentary track. Yes, this movie is known for its fashion. <laughs> Just wait till you see Victor Crowley's overalls. Oh, yeah. So in. So written, directed by Adam Green. Um, Adam Green being a really big horror fan so it's his movies are a who's who of people in horror i wonder though if this also is with having robert england in in this is a little bit of an homage to eating alive mm-hmm. alligators yep definitely showed those the difference between um Adam Green doing an homage to Eaten Alive and Quentin Tarantino doing an homage to Eaten Alive is at least Adam Green doesn't literally steal dialogue from <laughs> from the other person's movie. Well, at this point, we don't even know about Victor Crowley. We just have that poster with a hatchet, you know, so they set it up for gators. We don't know what's going to really do, do we? This, I remember the first trailer. It didn't show him. Yeah. yeah, That first trailer... Which I was mimicking at the beginning of the show, you know, with the it's oh. just the little girl doing the doing that voiceover <laughs> about the history of Victor, which they made before making the movie, and I think that helped get the movie made. Made the thing that got the thing made. <laughs> Ready? Not PC, He's Robert England. He's in the new season of Stranger Things. Really? Yeah. 
Nice. That's cool. I don't think that spear that Freddy drew is going to do much damage to that <laughs> giant alligator. No. <laughs> I mean, they, they were ill prepared for this from the start. Yeah. Could catch himself a nice catfish, though. Maybe some crawdads. <laughs> so most of most of these movies were actually filmed in real swampland. Isn't me? It always feels like a lot of these locations in in this movie in particular feels like a set. I think. Mm. I don't know if that's a testimony Is that a good on how thing, right. Maybe guess what I'm saying. Like maybe it's a testimony on how well they shot this. How well it's lit. They had to light it that way, or you wouldn't see anything. And yeah, like it's really well lit, really well shot. In all of these, the worst possible natural <laughs> yeah. elements you can have. Yeah, huh. I mean, this is a documentary. There's a, there's stories on the commentary track on how like, uh, um, like lights were sinking into the swamp and stuff like that. Yeah, I bet it was fun. Real fun. <laughs> I don't know why he does this to himself, because Frozen was the same oh. way, where they shot in the real elements. Fred Krueger, Mom. Fred Krueger. <laughs> More like Dave. Robert England was in this yeah. film for two minutes, and he said the word queer 27 times. Oh. <laughs> and you said it, too. Yeah, 28 that was the worst fight. Ow. <laughs> just fell. Ooh, that's, that's the sinew. Give me this. Sinew. Give me this. <laughs> Very itchy and scratchy. Oh, just uh. the over-the-top gore. So great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why am I not dead? <laughs> Most of my blood is gone. <laughs> just oh. throwing shit against the trees. I love that's- it. Normal. He did it. Is this based on the Robert Ketchum novel? (laughs) (laughs) No. I'm so glad we have Adam Green. Me too. Why are you glad? Well... I mean, this movie is that story of the kid who is a horror fan that wrote his little movie, and, you know, like, it's the horror Kevin Smith. It kind of is, You know, that did his film school, but he tried to make a movie, and he... With a lot less dick jokes, though. Way Just a few less. (laughs) And, you know, he called in all the favors, and he worked his ass off, and... And it and it kind of took, you know, and and uh, you know everything he's done has been great, and it's been so good for the horror community. And boobs. his podcast is amazing, and that's and my favorite thing probably. And and boobs. So thank you, Adam <laughs> Green. And just the cast he got for this movie, considering that he's. This is really his first major movie. Oh, yeah. It's quite incredible. Oh, Mardi Gras. That's New Orleans. 
Norlands. Norlands. Nola. Any of you guys ever been to New Orleans? No. Yep. A uh, long, long time ago, like when I was in sixth grade. Andrew Garfield did the score? Yep. I'm impressed. Spider-Man himself. <laughs> I don't think that that's... John Carl Beekler, rest Yay. in peace. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Oh, now I'm going to be sad the rest of the movie. So he's in this, too. Yep. We've talked about it on the show how some directors will name characters that are obvious. So there's like a Hooper <laughs> character or an Argento. Yeah. When Mike he just casts the actual yeah. people <laughs> in these movies. <laughs> he just puts them in. Like, yep. I'm not even naming them. I'm putting them in front. Hey, it's the Avatar guy. Yeah. Would you say that pre-Avatar? When... Oh, speak of the devil. That was him. Say yeah, that was Adam, wasn't it? Yeah, and the baseball cap. He's not gonna miss Mardi Gras. What were you gonna say, Mike? Uh, I think I answered my own question. Uh, <laughs> House Thousand Corpses was before this, right? Huh. Y- yeah, I think. Because I'm just like, this is—is is this one of the? Uh, I mean, it's at least one of the earlier examples of of these. Horror fan directors, stunt casting, all the classic uh, horror actors. What's his name? What's <laughs> what's the main guy's name? Uh, Joel. What's his name? Him. Joel. Okay. Joel David Moore is the actor's name. Yes, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, this was three years after Corpses. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess he hasn't really, Joel hadn't done too much maybe at, up until this point, but I still think it's impressive that they got him and they got him to keep to, uh, come back too. Mm-hmm. I say he was in <clears throat> Spiral, his movie, Adam Green's other, one of Adam yeah, Green's produced. other movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, cause I think he's very talented, a very funny guy. I love him in Dodgeball oh, and yeah. um, Grandma's Boy. Grandma's, Grandma's Boy. He's freaking so amazing in that. He's also in Chillerama. That's well. right. Yep. He played Hitzler. So it's cool. Like, as he started, you know, his name starting to go up a little bit, he would still keep doing stuff for, for Adam, his buddy. I, I bet f- it's more fun. I bet this Probably. is oh. 10 times more fun than shooting fucking Avatar with James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> well, that goes yeah. without saying, I think. Of um, course, the paycheck was uh, 100,000 times bigger, but <laughs> you can have that Avatar fuck you money to do stuff like this. Yeah. And does Reverend Zombie's Voodoo Shop actually exist? Because I think it does. Because my brother said he went to a similar place with like a similar name when he back in college. Hmm. Well, um, you know, Tony Todd has to have some other job. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this could be his actual non-acting job. That T-shirt Joel is wearing too. Well, you can see the name on the back. It's from a yeah. comic book store that Adam loves. And you'd see that that front image in a lot of Adam's stuff. You can still like they they sell a lot of exclusive vinyl and stuff. I order from them often. Oh, nice! Newberry they always comics. have an exclusive color, yeah, of like uh, Carpenter's albums or different uh, scores. They'll get exclusive versions. You definitely need all the Carpenter vinyl you can get. Yeah. Candyman. Should have answered it like, what the fuck do you want? 
Yeah, Tony I'm Todd busy. impression. Yes. Oh, nice. There's another one to the. It's oh. gonna hurt his voice, but it's <laughs> probably it's good. He had to smoke three packs first, but. <laughs> I mentioned Holliston earlier. The episode with Tony Todd is amazing. So good. Yeah, Holliston would have been my actual choice for pole position if you we weren't talking it. movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. I love Holliston. Favorite Tony Todd movie? Candyman. Oh, too easy. Uh, no, I'm not a Living Dead man. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Nineteen ninety nine, Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Cooper, I got a shotgun out here. <laughs> there was a little, a little bit of Arnold. Arnold. <laughs> yep, there was. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 Same they kind of yeah. run together sometimes. <laughs> Cooper, <laughs> you open this door, you motherfucker. <laughs> That'd be a pretty fun cosplay to do Reverend Zombie there. What, new, Newberry Comics t-shirt? No, the, gr- gr- greasy oh, hair? Two seconds ago. Shiny green jacket? <sighs> Great value. Uh, what's his <laughs> name? Kevin Hart. Yeah. Oh, come okay. on. Oh, oh. I owe Rod. I, Rod, that was for you. <laughs> <clears throat> so, okay. I'm, I'm going to try to pay attention watching this again for the first time in a long time and and see if it's overt comedy like, like how the franchise went. It feels like the movies got sillier and sillier as they went on. Am I wrong in that? If this one, I mean, obviously it's funny, but it feels like it plays pretty straight. You know, but you still I, have I like know. the over top gore. I think this still has a lot more humor in it. True, but you don't get some of the silliness like in Victor Crowley, some of the more almost airplane airplane style humor. And not on not just airplane. because they're on an airplane. I guess I thought Victor Crowley, if anything, went back to straighter. And there's some serious shit going on in them scenes in the plane. Oh, it gets it gets dark with the whole Tiffany Sheppis thing for sure. I mean, there's the camera kill, sure. Drowning. That's insanity. Or but, like the, but you get, but then you get scenes where they're on the airplane and you're getting the pilot on the PA being like, yeah, um, yeah, we're going to be passing, you know, shit like that. that or the, that's the, the intro goofy. with Jonah Ray. Yeah. Or the Jonah Ray. Yeah. That Jonah Ray opening almost feels like that should have belonged in Chillerama. Yeah. Those t-shirts are probably avail- available on the Aeroscope website right now. <laughs> yeah. The more famous Murray. My favorite oh. Murray. Yeah. Really? Of all the Murrays. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say it right here. And probably just because I just watched uh um God Bless America not too long ago, but <laughs> I don't care. That movie's awesome. And we get quiet to listen to the bimbos talk. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> there were boobs on screen. We all got distracted. It's okay. See, yeah, I wasn't really paying attention <laughs> to what they said. Not like Joel Murray is a huge name or anything, but I still think it's a pretty amazing get oh. for his first film, right? Yeah. 
It's a Murray. Like you, you want to go shoot a horror movie in the in the swamps of New Orleans with the first time director? Sure. <laughs> but I think I think it's because Joel Murray does movies like this that makes yeah. me like him more than some of the other Murrays. Yeah. I didn't realize Spiral was after this. For some reason, I thought it was before this. Oh, yeah. It was like the next thing he did after this, right? Was Spiral? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was, it was it, like boom, 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 boom between this, yeah. Spiral, Frozen, and, and like even the second hatchet was just all boom, 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 boom. And now, you know, with the state of the industry, the way it is for independence, it, that poor guy hasn't made a film since Digging Up the Marrow. Is Perry Shin? Is that his name? Yep. Okay. I love the idea on how he shows up in every single movie, but for the majority of the franchise, he's just playing another, like another twin brother or something like that. Right. <laughs> Has anyone seen Coffee and Donuts? No, it's impossible to find. When he, uh, I was so mad. I was during the beginning of the Corona. He did a. Uh, he was doing some really cool stuff on YouTube to kind of, he was like doing his own commentary tracks on all his stuff. And then like, cool. it was during the day a lot. So it was kind of hard to catch it. Yeah. But one of the times, one of them days he would, he, uh, you got to, he, they showed a private link to coffee and donuts and yeah. watch that. And then I think on the last, uh, 48 hour, Yorkie Thon. Oh yeah, they watched, they watched it. it there too. And I, it was during a time I wasn't listening or watching, so yeah, bummed about that. I try, would love to see it, obviously, but we'll never see it. Probably the only thing of his I haven't seen. That Coffee whatever and that, donuts, huh? Yeah, bas- uh, have you seen Holliston and all? I keep bringing it up, but Andy, have you ever seen Holliston? Yeah, I've, I own both of them on oh, sweet, uh, sweet. Blu-ray. Basically, Coffee and Donuts was his very, very first film that he made without knowing how to make a movie. And it's basically almost the same as Holliston, in, in a sense, as far With as... With the camera equipment from the TV studio that yeah. they borrow. And, mm-hmm. uh, but he used licensed music, and that's why we can't see it now. And he edited it in a way, I think, that he can't take it out. Yeah, so he, like not probably don't have any of the original elements anymore or yeah, anything. yeah. The bummer. Yeah. I mean, every once in a while, I'll I'll check the dark web for some boots, but I just it's just not out there. Yeah. It's like a thing that doesn't have as much a demand for people to steal it. I know. And people respect <laughs> him too much to steal it. Yep, probably, as so. they should. For real, because that's he, all he does is bitch. Him. I was gonna say the way he <laughs> complains, I wouldn't think it. Yeah. It's the matter of people respecting him because he makes it sound like people steal his shit on a daily basis. I do have an interesting tidbit. At the uh, same festival that I saw Tales from Halloween, I went to a special screening, 35mm screening of Hatchet 2. Hmm. So technically, I watched Hatchet 2 with Adam Green Sweet. as well. Nice. And he told the story about uh, the 
the lead girl in this film. She was supposed to be in the second one, but her agent was asking for, you know, after the success of this film, her agent was asking for like a whole, you know, mm. a much larger sum of money for her for her to be in it, which is why, you know, he realized, you know, what what she was doing and everything and all this and that and Daniel Harris was actually up for this first film, but he didn't want it to be like, you know, okay, we've got Kane Harder, we've yeah. got Tony Todd, we've got Robert England, you know, and he didn't want to have, he, he chose this oh, other right. actress because he didn't want Danielle, you know, he didn't, he, it's not that he didn't want Danielle, it's just that he just didn't want it to be like, you know, Expendables horror movie, you know? <laughs> so he, he basically... I, I, he didn't want it to come off as, as if it was all just stunt casting for stunt casting's sake. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he, basically he told the story how... In order, so he went back to Danielle. You know, he says basically he had to apologize to Danielle Harris and say that she was right because she was right for the role. And he's just like, oh God. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I'm sorry, Danielle. You know, you were right, you know, and which leads to Hatchet, too. That's the story he told the crowd. So, and, and, it's right because Danielle was definitely better for the part. Yeah, because I don't even know who this other chick is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, is it everybody got a favorite in the franchise? Oh, I think we've man. just talked about it a few times. I don't know. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll take the opposite angle. My least favorite is part two. And I haven't watched it in a long time, so I kind of want to watch it again, knowing um, the direction the the franchise was taking. But like, I just I thought two was too goofy, and there was that's saying a lot for you. There's some well, just because I didn't see this movie as necessarily a straight comedy, and two definitely played far more like a straight comedy. Like I was really hoping the whole Victor Crowley thing would just be, you know, the newest of horror franchises with our newest killer on the block, you know? I thought uh, Kane showed his acting chops a little bit pretty good in part two, you know, where he said, you know, you killed my son and, you know, he's crying. I was oh, just yeah. like, wow. It was, yeah. I mean, I Kane appreciate it. Actually, act pretty well, I thought. Yeah. Giving Kane a chance to. To act and actually say lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the woo girls. But I think my yeah. biggest problem with part two was um uh Tony Todd's character's motivation through the last half of the movie. Yep. It still just bothers me the whole time. Spoiler alert: the whole for part two, but the whole time he's just like not wanting to go into the swamp. Then he gets in the swamp, and all he wants to do is leave. And he knows that you can't kill Victor Crowley and all this stuff. And what's the first thing he does? He like charges Victor Crowley face on, head on, like John Carl. Yep, there he is, the Beekler. <laughs> On a name. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> That's how I do that with, whistle. With mittens. Yeah. He's trying to... <laughs> I'm trying to remember how the story goes. Adam tells a good story about John Carl in the commentary about, you know, they just... All the headaches they went through in dealing with the weather and making this movie and how it would rain and it would stop and it would rain and it would stop. And John Carl just would tell him, like, who gives a shit? Just keep filming. <laughs> Doomed. Yeah. Doomed. Looks like Alice Cooper in Prince of Darkness. Oh, gra- oh uh, <laughs> no. Not anymore. No. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> Such a great setup. <laughs> See, comedy. It's sterile and he and likes this music, taste. that and that bus drive over. Not, not a huge yeah. fan of this. No, I don't like it. A little too lighthearted. I like the flames on the boat. I was That's just going to cool. say that. I thought I noticed earlier, like the bus ride over the the bus windows are painted like filthy, so that they could just shoot it without actually uh-huh. driving it down the road. Yep. Smart. Yep. They call that poor man's process when you don't really drive the vehicle; you just have people on either side shaking. It works. Shaking the vehicle. Yeah. Sometimes it works. <laughs> Some. Yeah, it's not as simple as that, but. You know. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it's the easy ones that are <laughs> the best ones. How about Richard Reilly, though? Let's talk about that amazing old fart. Again, amazing. You talk him into doing a movie like this. Oh, Especially best. ever said no to a movie, though. Well, maybe. You just That's see it. that guy, and then some of the stuff you've seen him in, you just see him, and you're like, what's he doing in this movie? Right. Or in the best uh, Adam Green movie, Chillerama. He's freaking amazing. Oh, yeah. He's the, the owner of the drive-in or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it- and he's also the guy that's in Joe Dirt that says, you know, I'm only <laughs> doing this because I heard that Buffalo Bill character showed a road flare up your bunghole. <laughs> <laughs> did, did Adam Green write the wraparound stuff? I, I, I Joe directed the wraparound stuff, but in Chillerama, did... But did Adam write right. that? Because here's going back to Victor Crowley. Like sometimes it's rather jarring. You get like these these tender moments or these like dark moments, like in Victor Crowley with the whole Tiffany Shepis drowning, yep. the slow death, and she's pregnant. And then, and then it's like. Juxtapose poops <laughs> against other scenes like the Jonah Ray scene. And Chillerama is the same way. Like I love that speech that he oh. gives about, you know, the you know, the death of the drive-in and cinema oh, and all that. And it's such a tender, it's so well written and so um and such a tender scene of this old man. And then a guy comes in who had his dick beat, bitten off by a zombie, and okay, just ruins the whole. It's it's just we it's just very jolting, you know. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. I I just don't know. I just, I still can't decide to this day if if I like it or if I don't like it. Like part of me is like that's that's 
even funnier that it that he does that. But other times, again, it just you got to build the tension, just, breaks the tension, build the yeah. But it's so style polar opposites. Yeah. I wish this boat would hurry up and break down so that accent will go away. <laughs> that everyone is falling for. <laughs> Tell him, Mr. Murray. That's right. <gasps> Ghost lights. What? <laughs> That's a tad move right there. Not that, but the joke. That's <laughs> a cross scratch. Yeah, that's a mic move. <laughs> Only when I wear skirts. Legend. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh fuck oh made me jump a little <laughs> that's a andy getting out of the shower what that walrus mustache is just <laughs> glorious there you go wilford brimley yep mm-hmm. you beat us. how sad is it the guy was in the fucking thing and we know him as from the diabetes commercials <laughs> yeah, because funny. he didn't <laughs> He didn't have a mustache in the thing. (laughs) I hope they got paid per flash. (laughs) It's hard to argue against that. I want that on a (laughs) t-shirt. You probably can get one at the Aeroscope (laughs) store. (laughs) Limited sign by Adam Green. Uh Uh-huh. All proceeds go to a Yorkie rescue. Adam Green. <laughs> so Jason, yeah, you're, yeah. you you dig a, you dig deeper into the whole Adam Green thing. You know, you yeah. you're actually a Patreon subscriber to the have podcast. Have been for years, and you even have one of the Cult of Arwen T-shirts. I'm so jealous of. I sure do. Um, have you ever listened to his band? Have you ever heard yeah. any of his stuff? Yeah. What 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 is it? No, first Butt of all, rock right? Is it what? It's butt, butt rock. 80s hair metal. Oh, yeah, I shouldn't have mm-hmm. known. That's his, that's his thing. Yeah. It's, I figured it'd be like a Twisted Sister, you know, yeah. cover band. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. Pretty much that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and it's good if you're, you know, if you can enjoy it at least for its retroness now. Haddonfield, that's what it's called. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's right. I couldn't remember the name of the band. Yep. Of course, it's a horror record. <laughs> <laughs> I am kind of bummed, and I don't know if when we hung out with him the other day, Tad. If you he, I thought he had some of, copies of his vinyl at his table. I kind of regret not picking one up, but he was selling some vinyl of his Haddonfield album. Oh yeah, yeah. I did get his comic though. Oh yeah, the the Hatchet comic. No, uh, the Holliston book. He he did a. Uh, like a special season of the 
of the show in a comic book form. The Hatchet comic, though, is still coming out. There's still new yeah. issues, it's, still. Yeah, nice. I think nice, I have a few. Yeah. It's pretty great. I think it's full color, and yeah, it's. I'm surprised you don't have a Mikey comic book nerd. Yeah, I know. I need them. What's weird, though, I'm a big horror movie fan, and I'm a big comic book fan, but horror movie comics... Huh? Not big of a fan. That's I. That's true. You really don't have a lot of those. I mean, I, I know you like the old like, eeries and yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. I love the old sixties and seventies and eighties House of Secrets and stuff. Yeah, I love that stuff. The anthology comics, but yeah, the new horror. Like, I've got some Friday Thirteenth, and I don't know. They just that sh- to me, it doesn't translate. Ash versus Evil. Now versus that Fred, yeah, uh-huh. that first one was good. The second one, not so much, yeah. but. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Just the Hellraiser like, ones. There's tons of. There's tons. Every I think every major franchise has, has yep. been licensed in various comics, and you I just, just can't. I just can't get into them. What's that about? I, I thought you I liked could, horror movies. I think it's just I don't feel like they translate to comics. Like, you know, it's not interesting. Not as interesting to watch Jason. Walk around a co- from comic book panel to comic book <laughs> panel, chopping people up, versus huh. seeing him do it in real life on a in a movie. He's like a super villain. You should like that. Yeah, but he doesn't talk. That's true. So you're you're losing part of the medium there with when you have your main character that doesn't even speak. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. That's, I'm not even saying that's exactly why. Sure. I don't even really know the answer why I don't. I'm just assuming. <laughs> he ain't scared. The old farts. Jim ain't afraid of shit. No, he isn't. I mean, he's going in the water. I have a mustache. <laughs> Fuck you. I can float. Oh. oh, oh shit! Owie, I'm fucking alligator. <laughs> Ow! Boom, boom, boom. We're trying to get to shore, you crazy lady. The plot thickens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, since Use you put you it as that a way. flotation device, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> He's got two of them. Okay. Yeah, but they don't work unless she goes, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a chick thing, you know. Guy, if a guy, you know, you know, pulls his wang out like a urinal, he doesn't go woo, start pissing all over the place. You don't? I do the helicopter. Okay, oh. come on. <laughs> piss going everywhere. Just <laughs> worth it. Like a piss sprinkler. Yep. A water weenie. <laughs> And those are the kind of t-shirts we have here at Attack of the Killer Podcast. Available available to uh, our patron supporters. Uh, 
Rodzilla would buy one. You know he would. Oh, it's two inches deep. Yeah, exactly. I guess we're Same. okay. Yeah. Get out of those. It's poison water. Go. Yeah. Get out of that ankle deep oh, yeah. alligator infested water. Uh, the score's good. <laughs> I like this music. Why would you try to swim when you're in? I was going to say when you could <laughs> stand <walk>. and fight. <laughs> <laughs> You're crawling across the the floor now. Get the fuck out of the water. Now you're just taunting the alligator. <laughs> yeah. like, you could have just and walked he's away. He's gone. <laughs> Which he could have gone just as fast through the water. I watched a stunt video uh, behind the scenes making of uh, Liver Let Die, and the stunt guy for uh, Bond literally ran across the heads of alligators for that shot. Jesus. Holy and they oh, showed awesome. the scenes where he didn't make it, and it was terrifying. Oh, oh my God. No CGI, no anything. Just a stunt guy d- running across gator heads. Wires? Nope. Well, oh the reason why he didn't God. make it, the reason why he didn't make it the first few times is because his balls were so fucking big. No, he no had sure. to <laughs> with him. <laughs> Fuck. Were the gators like, did they drug the gators or anything? I don't know. Why are jaws shut or anything? No, no. Their mouths are open. They're snapping at them. Oh, fuck. Yeah. 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 Shocker. If this was made like three years earlier, that would have been Shannon Elizabeth. It would have. I thought that. Right? (laughs) This Dollar Tree Shannon Elizabeth. (laughs) (laughs) Do- yeah, I was going to say, it has to be Dollar Tree for Godzilla. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, believe it. You'll probably get uh, Why Victor. Why do you need a gun to look for a Vi- boat? Godzilla will find Victor uh, Casey at Dollar Tree, the, <laughs> yeah. the knockoff of <laughs> these movies. <laughs> And we'll all get pictures and be like, hey, look what I got. <laughs> it's only a dollar. Why not? <laughs> Love you. Woods? It's a swamp. Yeah, that's uh, what I was just thinking. There's trees. What are hold, trees made of? Hold still. You're not in focus. Oh. Yeah, he knows. He poked at it for a second. Wait, what? Dun, dun, dun. What do you know that we don't? Well, I brought a gun, didn't I? Who? Or swamp? His swamp. <sighs> Victor Crowley. <laughs> Bum, bum, Get out of my woods. <laughs> it's called I always swamp. thought he took like an old sounding name like Victor and then he took Alistair Crowley, yeah. which is like Victor, yeah. the guy who wrote the Satanic Bible. Kane! Yay! Unmasked. With a hatchet. Ooh. Oh, that's why it's. Oh, oh. I get it now. The little kid from Funhouse as a child. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Elephant man. 
John, what is it? Oh, damn it. You had to ask. Um, um, Merrick. Yes. I'm not a monster. (laughs) Not an animal. I like how he has little overalls even then. Aww. Gertrude's Bayou Store. Fresh frozen bait. Oh, that's a foreshadow. I'm just kidding. Frozen. As he should be. Kids are assholes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Especially that one. Fuck all these kids. Fuck you. More shithead kids. Fucking kids. Fuck kids. More kids went away from the neighborhood. Took a drummer to a swamp. (laughs) (laughs) The drummer of Slipknot is here. Oh. Oh. Why couldn't you open it? Huh? Oink? Yeah. <laughs> it opens out. Come on, guys. I always sort of thought like the scary story of uh, Kane, you know, relating to this. Oh, yeah. With the fire. It's amazing oh. that after watching that doc, that the man continued to do stunt work and still do fire stuff. Yeah, like you would think, yeah. like that. That fire stunt in New Blood was like one mm-hmm. of the longest burns in a while, yeah. right? Yeah, it, yeah. Aww. I think he looked like this, like after Freddy versus Jason got recast. Oh, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> oh, come on. For, for 15 years ago? <laughs> it still hurts, okay? <laughs> he can't talk about it, so I can't. They're sitting around a campfire suddenly, like, why did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> this is the tale of Victor Crowley. You guys like the lore, the story? I think it's cool, yeah. Yeah, I dig it's it. It's very typical. I mean, nothing. Uh, but that's what's so cool about this is that it's very simple. Oh, you know yeah. What I mean, like, that's what, that's what it's a throwback to is, like, the time in the 80s. And this is the burning, you know? It's Yep. Yeah. It's Friday everything. 13th. It's every like disfigured mm-hmm. guy yep. coming back for revenge. Yeah, plenty of them had way less Co- stories. Cozy than little this. folklore that, you know. Yeah. But I don't want to be a pirate. We are. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking alligators. I know that. I could go for some Denny's. Mm. Mm. Dude. 
Hit pause. We'll go to Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's finish this scene. Oh, there's a house there. Oh, hello. I do like that scene. It's just sort of like a almost hu- like humorous, you know, like it's right there. Boom, boom, lightning yep. on it, you know. Uh-huh. Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard to not let feel like a set. I mean, like a. Yeah, I know, right? It, You're not wrong. Thank you. It was constructed so well. Shot so well. Mm-hmm. They had uh, like a scare zone set up similar to this, like uh, at Halloween Horror Nights Ooh. one year. And they had a little hut like that with a porch on it. And this like voodoo lady was like torturing this guy like an actor and it only lasted the weekend we were there because so many people like parents complained about how over the top disgusting it was that they took it away Aww. <laughs> freaking bunch of parents yeah it used to be pretty hardcore they had uh, a woman that would stay in a glass coffin with live rats the whole night and that was sort of cool wow. just walk up and like there was like a hundred rats in a glass box of the woman Ew. got some nerves yeah. Does this shirt have nipples on it? Oh my! Did you notice that? What the uh, rewind pa- guy? The Panther yeah. shirt has nipples uh, on the shirt. That's same, like any cost- good shirt does. Same costume designer as Batman, the movie Batman and Robin. Yeah, I was say <laughs> George Clooney's bat nipple suit, which I have actually seen in real life. By the way, did you tweak them? Of course he did. Uh, no, they were in a glass case about a mile underground. To Those nipples line. could cut through the glass case. <laughs> this is like Murray's like the insane Mike story. You know that's why he got a camera. Look, so the shirt has nipples. Oh, oh, it does. Maybe he's la- just lactating. It's Maybe the that's... logo, the yeah. terrible, terrible logo. <laughs> yeah, but yes, in the shape of a nipple. <laughs> that's the sports team's name. It's the Panthers. The Panther nipples. Yep. Oh, it's just Panthers. Kitty titties. <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it was the Denver nipples. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Bayou boobies. <laughs> I love it. Coming soon to the OTKP store. I have a Jack Chop t-shirt from yeah. Fire Rags. I, yeah. it, it came in like a blind bag. Awesome. Cool. Oh, man. Nobody here we says, go. I want to... St- yeah, fanny pack. This is the best fucking scene ever. Still <laughs> my favorite kill. I think the entire franchise. Easy. This is. <laughs> Murray. It stopped raining. They're not going to be sticking together for much oh. longer. Yeah, both of these kills are just amazing. I mean, if they do die, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to talk because I know it's coming. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just enjoy Just the moment. Hobbling to the creepy ass shack will be fine. Oh, fuck. 
Fuck you. The fuck off my lawn. God damn it. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, man. So much blood already. Shing. You think his foot from. still hurts? His leg? <laughs> <laughs> Did he just throw the, one of the girls? At? Oh, fuck. Here we yeah. go. Here it is, though. That's the all about this. Room. Brilliant. I love effect shots like that where yeah. it looks like all one take. Her tongue's still wagging. You can, you Fuck. Can, you can still kind of tell where the cut is. But still, man. But it's, it's, it's done well, yeah. It's done really well. And I always think that's a really ballsy move because that's got to be difficult to try to do a moving shot like that and have a cut in it and then try to match it up with the effect shot. Well, good movie, guys. He's dead now, so... Oh. There wouldn't possibly be three more sequels, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. So before we were recording <laughs> tonight, I was oh. rewatching some Holliston again. And mm-hmm. I watched uh, uh, the episode's got Seth Green in it. He's supposed to be the special effects artist for oh, yeah. chimp pads. And they were shooting <laughs> they were shooting a, a, a gore effect for the... <laughs> trailer or whatever that they were putting together and it was a it was a head getting ripped in half i I think it was probably one of the dummy heads from this because it was right there at the back of the jaw where the head splits mm. open is that season two yes yes i think so How'd you get up there? No. Shapiro. First movie I ever saw Joel Murray in, One Crazy Summer. Oh, oh yeah, he was he had the hots for Cookie. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. But he was also in Mad Men too, wasn't he? Yeah, was he? I never watched Mad. I Man. think he was. I remember he was the best friend on Dharma and Greg. Oh, I miss that show. Woo for him. He'll hear it and come out. No need to panic. You just saw a woman's, you know, jaw get ripped open and a guy get hacked to shit. Nope, you could have lived, but nope. Speaking of clerks. Kevin Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Horror. (laughs) Yeah. Dante. What do you do? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, yeah, serious movie. I'm not saying that the movie isn't 
comical. I just think like it got sillier as it went on. No, you're probably right. Yeah. But most sequels do, I guess, right? Hmm. When you do, oh. Ouch, 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 ouch. Whee! It's a splooge. Did we? Did yeah. he reuse that same shot from the beginning? I was wondering that. I love it, just like a bucket of blood being thrown at a tree. Yep. <laughs> he might have reversed the shot so it looked like it was coming from the other side. There you go. Mm, yeah. See, dialogue-driven scenes, Kevin Smith. (laughs) Yeah, but they're not talking about blowing up the Death Star or anything like that. (laughs) Horror. And now you're going to argue about. (laughs) And there goes the accent. Yep. Because that's what punches sound <laughs> right. sound like, you know. That's very yeah. That that's very eighties. Like, it's a bag. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to smoke that whole bag. Yeah, let's get the party started. Flashlight. You're so smart. (laughs) Which Ainsley and Robert England, you know, they only took a lantern (laughs) and a stick to kill a giant fucking alligator. Will bear it. Shapiro, that's not the Shapiro. That's not the name of the guy who did the Girls Gone Wild. Wild videos. No, I think it was close, but it's like a parody of him, basically. Yeah. Oh. Um. Joe Francis was his name. Yeah, oh, yeah. You guys knew that? I just Googled it, but oh, okay. um, <laughs> they should have a Netflix movie on him because his story is fa- pretty fascinating. I know. I'm surprised they don't. First, yeah. he got sued big time. Though, oh, didn't he? That's part of the story. Yeah. You guys know this? 
Well, <laughs> well, when the video stopped showing up in my mailbox, oh, I thought something was wrong. You should look into this. Some research. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably like a warehouse of those like fucking spaghetti tops with like that say "Girls Gone Wild" somewhere, like the lost Atari games. The, they uh, had like a tour bus in Iowa City, and they ran over a, a bicyclist. Oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ! Christ. Yeah. <clears throat> They give him a t-shirt and then leave. <laughs> <laughs> Here, just put this on the wound. You'll, you'll be fine. Here's four DVDs for low <laughs> cost of $19.99. <laughs> yeah, they, they still build him. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. This <laughs> <laughs> first one. I shot him. Sitting. That's was probably that, what that yeah, was. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. You think that's a tribute? Halloween. Yep. Of course it was. Shot him six times. Still a little He's Arnold in here. there. He's know. not human. Yeah, all of them have Arnold in them now. That's what it's gonna be. <laughs> Get to the crowd. I, <laughs> I shot him six times. I shot him in the heart. It's not the woods, it's a swamp. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, was this Dawson Creek theme? I believe. Yeah. Uh, you know that? I have an older sister. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and a Blake. What the hell? Uh, oh, Paul yeah. Cole. Yeah, he knows who it is, so Yeah. Y'all hear that? <laughs> Daddy. And make fun of Tony for watching Gilmore Girls, but he's not watching uh, this this commentary because he's watching Gilmore Girls. I know. He said he boycotted this. I don't know what that's about. What? Shake the phone. See if that'll yeah. make it work. <laughs> Shake it harder. Don't tell me you've never done that before when your phone wasn't working right. Uh, bitch. That's a Adam Green inside joke. Friend of his, Scott Barnes. Yeah, I think, I think he's done that joke in like some kind of well, some kind of Scott Barnes reference. I think he's done that in about everything. It's like his "See you next Wednesday." Yeah, yeah. Just directors putting weird shit in their movies for themselves. Yeah, I didn't mean to look right at you, Mike. (laughs) It's awesome. Sure. See, <clears throat> directors putting own personal jokes in their movies for themselves, and then look what has happened. Adam Green has made a career. John Landis made a career. Maybe I should do more. What you doing? Scavenging the swamp boats for dollies. Robert. And it was Joshua Leonard. I did look it up from the beginning. It is Blair Witch. It is the Blair Witch guy? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Really? Because I thought his name was queer because that's hey, what Rob, that's the only said thing. It again. <laughs> 29. <laughs> she can cry. She's a good actress. Insane she can't act. Oh, she just got greedy. Just she's no Danielle Harris. That's true. Who we can hang out with in a couple weeks. Yahoo! When this comes out, we'll be hanging out with Daniel Harris. Crypticon. Hopefully she's a little more uh, up for socializing this this time. See, Mike just said that earlier. <laughs> yeah, that think Daniel that Crypticon is going to be at Crypticon this year. Oh. That Crypticon experience with her, what, two years ago, whatever, she lost some points with me. It was it was brief, and but I tried to tell him I'm like once you did get her attention, she was there yeah. and she was good and great. Yeah, and was she nice was all right with me. She just really as soon as I handed her money, phone. she put her phone down yeah. for a second. Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> and she signed my and, Boy Meets World picture, and I loved it. I was going to say, in her defense, I'm sure skeezy horror nerds drool over her constantly and hit on her and say inappropriate shit all the time. She's probably just fucking desensitized to yes, and she had to deal with a she had to deal with a stalker as well at one point. Yeah, so you got to take that into consideration. Still love you, Danielle. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> cat gag always good yeah at least it didn't jump out of the tree on him and scare us I keep thinking that the thunder's in the movie but it's Is it outside yours? of my house yeah see I, I thought that earlier well like, that was actually very effective yeah, yeah I thought it was part of the movie that time too what this tool is real uh, is that the Andy? Yeah. Come this is, on, this is where I got a problem. No, gas-powered belt sander. Hey, I'll have you know that Adam Green was against using this because it's like he found out that this doesn't exist, and no, the special exist. the special effects guy says, "Well, if I can make one, then that means they could really exist, right?" And Adam Green's like, "Well, I guess so." So the effects guy went out and made a fully operational gasoline-powered, um belt sander so it was a real thing just for one movie should have just used a block sander and he'd have to manually do it well have you seen where this guy fucking lives okay the shack is falling (laughs) apart do you think he gives a shit about how you know fine and you know smooth the wood is let alone, I don't think he's gonna be be able to make shit, make a makeshift belt sander anyway. Let alone oh. get the gas to operate it. Victor's inventive. He's look at look at his kills. <laughs> yeah, he's good at destroying things, not making them. <laughs> oh yeah, we thought we were done. Oh no. Yeah, this Shish is kebab. this is great. I'm trying to think of what they call the meat where they put it down the pole with like pineapples and let it slowly roast. That's what it makes me think of. What like is it called? Skewer it? Shish no, kebab. A, it's just kebab, dude. No. 
<laughs> Does Todd just not know the word, or is he fucking with us? <laughs> I it, it's it's debatable. You know, I think no. It's a certain kind of meat. Let me look it up. No. Uh, oh, the meat itself. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> shish kebab. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's shit. <laughs> just How shish. does he not know that word exists? <laughs> huh? I love it too because he said shish kebab, and then he's like, "I can't." You know, but that you know, one the meat on the thing with I the pineapples and the vegetables and the. You mean shish kebab? No, no. The thing with the skewer <laughs> that you put little pieces of meat on, and then vegetables, and you roast that over El, the fi- pa- El Pastor. No, it's shish kebab. What are you doing? El Pastor. Look it up. Uh, you do it on a pork spit. You put pork stacked oh, with pa- pineapple on a stick and slowly rotate it over like heat. Which is Spanish for shish kebab. Really? Because I thought it was like Spanish for like, you know, like a Mexican priest. <laughs> El Pastor. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's that? a mic joke. Where's All right, that? guys. It was there. good uh, being with you tonight. There it is. So. <laughs> <laughs> Are we the only commentary that's got the, got the rim job sound effect? Um, not rim job. Well, I have it's to catch rim up shots. <laughs> it's a rim job. If we're talking, I'm yeah. not answering that. Neither, our lawyer won't let you answer that. I'm allowed a, a dad joke every now and then. Yes. I mean, I got to catch up with Mike. Oh, you now. got a lot of catching up to do. And mustarding. <laughs> See, I did it. No rim job that time. No. <laughs> Stop saying Wrong rim job, please. <laughs> Stop thinking about that word. <laughs> You know that the dumb blonde is actually lasting, right. you know, pretty long for a movie of this, you know, ilk. Light him up. No. <laughs> You've seen this before. Oh yeah, I have. I mean, not with Adam Green like some people. But. <laughs> Yeah, Andy got Actually, to watch it, it with the second him. one. I was say I got to watch the second one with Adam Green. Gave him a rim job. Okay, yeah. um, bump. Hey, doesn't the uh, action <laughs> figure some, come with that? Some El Pastor gas with power. It was great. <laughs> Belt sander. Yeah, it does. Do both of them or just the just the, the retro? Uh, yeah, eight inch cloth one. Yeah. Make an ultimate one, you cowards! Oh, you know they want to. With all Tell the accessories. All the accessories. Oh. I want all of them. <laughs> Is there a lot of hay out in right. the uh, <laughs> swamps or, sorry, woods? Because why would there be a pitchfork out there? Andy. Because the moss? of Satan? There you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think they would. Ah, ah fuck. Ah. That's the best one. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> <sighs> this is like a, just looking at their fashion is like very much a product of its time. She got the low rise jeans. Don't do that. You're the black guy. You've, you've lasted way longer than most. Yeah. 
It's a can. Is, yeah, I'm sure that's a, full of gas. Is there a look to wolf molestation? Um, maybe Jack from American Werewolf in London. Oh. Really? He definitely looks like he's been molested by a wolf. Check the cans faster. He's been holding <laughs> these insults in <laughs> Uh, the the jokes aren't funny, but his reactions of it. Ooh, splishity splash. I see a jacket. Oh, <laughs> oh he tore her head off. <laughs> I and love it. her just throwing body best parts features. At him. Uh, take this. And take some of that. Uh. Yeah, just back up and smash her in the wall. Say a cool line. How about a little fire, Scarecrow? <laughs> <laughs> That's hot. <laughs> Mike? I got nothing. Oh, I don't believe that. You light up my life. There you go. You're Victor too hot fell to handle. Down into a burning ring of fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't fix my roof. Now we're going to dry him off and do his hair. Okay, she grabbed my face. So my back feels in the morning. And then there were three. <laughs> oh, Mike, there's a leak in here in the studio. I don't know why, but there has to be. You're going in circles. I've been here before. We're going to go this way. Corey Haim? No. Was that the uh, uh, no. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> no, I mean, the man is dead. Jesus. You can call me Victor. He always does the arch in his back when he screams. Ah! He has to freak out for a little bit before he yeah, does yeah. anything to give them time to, to react. Yeah. I mean, the hunch, like, you know, weighs his back, you know, so he cranks his 
cranks his head and gives a holler. <laughs> there's a get. Well, no shit. There's a fence going around the whole thing. Oh. She saw it and she still ran into it. Kiss, kiss. Oh, kiss. gonna barf on him. Yeah, Ew. yeah. Ew. <laughs> the bubble. That was the best. She's done like the, the most damage to this. Is that like the Jeff Goldblum, you know, fly yes, barf? Is it? Yeah. yeah. Ow, owie. It really hurt. <laughs> ew, ew. Let's hug it out. Hug it out. You have to tell me twice. God, I would love this right now. My back is so bad. <laughs> oh, I was just, just going to say he's adjusting him. Fuck this arm. Fuck that arm. Do you need a hand? Uh, where the fuck Gnarly is that? Gnarly hand job. Oh. Farewell to arms. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Kane just loves doing that shit. He does. Yeah, that's like, oh, green on the. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, echoes the, uh, the sleeping bag. Yeah. 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 Signature move. It's his finishing move. (laughs) Oh, God, that's real. That's real. Yep. Sick fuck. How do you know it's real? Because it came out of his mouth. That that looked real. <laughs> I can't go any further. Barfed up half my stomach. Get him acting his ass off. This guy's awesome. He is awesome. Watch Grandma's boy, though. Yeah. God damn, he's good in that. You know that's going to be like a javelin. I oh, yeah. Is he going to be in... Um, Avatar 2 uh, in 2042 when that comes out. It mm. will be sooner. Ah! <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I'll go to the Google. I have still never seen Avatar. Come on. They fuck with their tails. It's so cool. Oh, that's right. That He angles it. <laughs> owie, owie, owie. That dummy. Yep, Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5. You stupid potato. <laughs> <laughs> My fucking foot. Oh, I was say, yes. He's going to barf on him again. <laughs> Facial. Oh. That's gross. <laughs> so funny. You just said facial and you got on me about saying Don't ri- say it! We only can say it so many times. It's swamp bukkake. Okay, see, <laughs> you guys are gross. Oh, made it, oh I'm sorry. Woods. Woods. There. Is that, is that better? That's much better. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good way to go out. Ouch. Right through the shoulder. Yeah. Shot, stab, but, you know. Pull his foot through that bar then? I missed that. Must have. Oh. He did, yeah. He. That's what oh, I thought was weird. He didn't lift it out. He just pulled it through. 
Fuck that. Now he's got this split foot. Yeah, like your brother's tongue. Gross. Or awesome. You can tickle him. I wonder if you can. I wonder if you can wiggle each side <laughs> separately. Oh, there's the happy music. Means it's all over. Just like the end of Friday Thirteenth. I was gonna On say it's very uh, Manfredini. Yep. yep. It's really close. Very <laughs> Manfredini. Holy crap! I wonder what's gonna happen, guys. <laughs> Then he's still there. Just twenty six. Adrian years King's actually gonna pop out. That would be insane. Oh god! Ew! Ew! It is a split foot. <laughs> Here, let me let me wrap this ratty shirt around here. See oh, if it'll, thanks for giving me that's germs. Sterile. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'd actually be better if he like slipped the shirt on. He's just like, oh, thanks. I was cold. <laughs> 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 oh, gotta oh. save that for a movie. <laughs> Yep. Here. Oh, thanks. It is a bit nipply. Oh, it's finally over, guys. Aww. Now they're going to make out. No? No? Wrong movie? Your face is covered in blood. That's not happening. Why are you crying? I have half a goddamn foot. <laughs> Closer. Well, oh, now you've done it. <laughs> yep, you just jinxed that. Come on, Adam. We all know. Thank you. Hey, for a mongoloid, he can swim. Maybe at your foot? There, oh. <laughs> Maybe. I don't think she can hear you, dude. No. <laughs> <laughs> Speak Let's up. Let's get to the root of this. Oh. <laughs> Stick your head down there. Stick your head down in there and scream at her. <laughs> Sticks his hand down, gives it a thumbs up, then pulls it back out. (laughs) (laughs) Flips around. You're good. Great. (laughs) Classic prank. Oh, got her. Remember when they brought Victor Crowley on a practical jokers? They're like, no, put his hand down in the water. (laughs) (laughs) You say that, but that kind of. Yeah. Victor, Cra- Victor Crowley did, was kind of on Impractical Jokers because uh, Kane Hodder's in the Impractical Jokers movie. Woo! Yay! Nice pick, Hot Rod. Yeah. Yep. I haven't seen that in a while. That was that was nice. Yeah. Same here. Halloween Clown was played by Danielle Victor. Huh. Okay. I didn't know that the drummer from uh, Slipknot was a chick. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we're from Iowa. We know all of them, okay? Ah, yeah, I got that. Careful. That's right. 
personally. Is this more Manson? I can't tell. I don't have it very loud. Someone whose music will never be in a movie ever again. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, why? I don't know if Mike knows about the canceling of Marilyn Manson. Oh, he's been canceled? He's been arrested. What did he do? Oh, just... Uh, we'll talk about it off the podcast. It's <laughs> sort of a sad way to end a... Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, good point. Yeah. But yeah, he was supposed to be in Creep Show, and they canceled... They, they took that episode off, right? Yep. Set documentarian John Gross... Ooh, John. Matt Knudsen, <laughs> productionist, the PA. Who the fuck are the Knudsens? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Driver's rod, huh? Oh, hello. Craftsery. Getting fresh, crafty. That has got to be the worst That's name maybe. for a cra- craft service. Like, what are you trying to hide? Getting fresh crafty. Animal trainers. Gale Feltz. Working them gators. And that raccoon. <laughs> 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 Willard H. Sparks. I almost read that as Wally Sparks. Like, meet Wally Sparks. That Rodney Dangerfield movie. You mean Jordan Swamp? <laughs> I get it. Oh, thank you. John Gross also was John, you sick fuck. <laughs> Come on, man. This is a professional movie. No, it probably wasn't. Do you hear all the stories about Adam Green's sets? It sounds like a lot of fun to work oh, on yeah. these movies. Yeah. Jason Mayhem Miller did some editing on this. Ah. Knudsons. Who the fuck are the Knudsons? Asaf Lotan. (laughs) His friends call him Asso. Of course they do. Oh, <laughs> swearing. Hello. Fucking There's a festi- festival version. I wonder oh. what the difference is. Hmm. I do not recall any talk of... It's interesting <clears throat> that um, he uses his real name, Brian oh. Warner, as written by... Yeah, but it's performed by Marilyn Mason on the yeah. <laughs> remix. This is a new shit. <laughs> And gold, gold frap. Marilyn Mason. That's what, that's huh? what you get, get at uh, Starbucks. <laughs> gold Thanks. frap. Hold the gold. Go score. I need to get it. I don't know if I have Harry it. Ryan, Ryan Turek, Brad Miska listed in the uh, thank yous. Yeah. Probably some more Spooky names. Uncle Creepy, Steve Barton. Yeah. Harry Knowles. Remember him? Darko Skulls guy. Probably your real name. (laughs) Looks like 
The house of voodoo is real. Reverend Zombies. Cool. I, was, I, was, I, I <clears throat> couldn't remember if it was 08 or 07. There it is, folks. Oh, yeah. That was Hatchet. Hatchet. All for you, Rod. Brought to you by us guys here at Attack of the Killer Podcast. Oh, it's been a long time since we've done a commentary. That was fun. Yeah, and yep. respectful. <laughs> what? The thing you want in a commentary. <laughs> no joking at all. That's right. So, again, thanks to, to Rod for... Um, Giving us this film to do a commentary track for being for. an attacker and for all being you an attackers. Attacker. Gosh right. dang, we love you right. guys. You too can be an attacker. Go to jointheattackers.com. So that's it, folks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting the show, attackers. And we will talk to you next time on Attack of the Killer Podcast. See ya. Oh no, could this be the end of? <laughs> Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attack of the